0: On this episode of Take Talk's business, I will be speaking with Paul Walsh, President of Superior Executive Transportation in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Well Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to talk. Well, I'm glad that you uh came by. <laughs> Uh, wanted to sit down to talk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so for those who maybe haven't already met you or gotten an opportunity to learn a little bit about you, um, can you talk a little bit about your company Superior Executive Transportation um, and uh, kind of your background and how you ended up uh, doing what you're doing and, and a little bit of explanation of exactly what the services are that you offer?
1: Absolutely. Um, well I'd gotten out of the Navy, went to college for half a year decided it wasn't really what I wanted to do yeah I had a brother that lived here in Virginia Beach came down here he said there was a lot of opportunities for business um, I ended up working for a carpenter during the, the building boom oh, okay um, and enjoyed that but then ended up getting a, a job with a local family-owned meat distributor in downtown Norfolk which oh, wow. gave me an opportunity to meet a lot of different people in hoteliers restaurateurs um, lawyers, you know, people that were involved uh with the community and yeah. I I really had a, a wonderful experience working there. Yeah. And they gave me opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had in a lot of other places to do. Yeah. So kinda of grew through the company from working in the warehouse, delivering, coming back in the warehouse, getting into sales and getting into the management. And um the place burnt down on a very, very hot August day, oh, wow. and I had always wanted to have my own company. Yeah. I'm a news junkie, and <laughs> I had seen Alan Greenspan, the, the Secretary of Treasury, at the, I think at the time, yeah. jumping in and out of a town car going to these meetings. He was always on television. Okay. And I said, "Well, that looks like a pretty neat business, you know, yeah. driving people like that." And I noticed there wasn't anything like that around here. Okay. At least I thought there wasn't. Yeah. So um, I went ahead and looked into it and decided that's what I wanted to do. Had some connections already through you know restaurant tours and hoteliers, okay. and thought it would be a, a pretty neat business to start in the area. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. Um, gotcha. My my model basically was that I wanted to be on the corporate side. I didn't want to be in the limo party business yeah. side of it, and yeah. so I stuck with that. Um, was fortunate to get a couple of uh, good mentors that were not in the market but close enough to help out oh, a lot gotcha yeah so you know one of the things that i had thought about was you know everybody was using lincoln town cars and i wanted to be a little bit different so i went cadillac and i've stuck with the cadillac brand and uh stayed with that built my business being a little bit different in those regards oh yeah and you know the business community here has been a difficult nut to break. I think because of the the plain simple so fact we're not a D.C. or an L.A. or a Chicago. Yeah. We're definitely a different animal when it comes to the business community. And yeah. you know, here because of the water, um, you know, people drive. It yeah. just it's it takes you know get in the car and they hit the 64 and they know they're going to be in traffic, but it's their choice and that's what they do. Yeah so it has been difficult but i've used that part of it to uh, learn that there's a lot of big city people that come here that look for car service
0: oh, okay.
1: so i've um, become affiliated with some rather big worldwide companies that send their wow. clients here and and i become their affiliate
0: so that oh, is the majority great. of the work that i do gotcha and and when you started I, you and i first met many years ago for the first time um, um, but did you did you start literally from basically just a car exactly and, what and, I did yeah. I got a car knocked on doors I think we met at
1: the uh, the chamber had a uh, like a school type of uh, can't remember what they called it at the time um, and I've met you know some of the people in that class I still have uh, business contacts with yeah so that's been helpful throughout um, but yeah I I got one car and started doing business realized pretty quickly I can't be in two places at once <laughs> um, and you know in those regards I had to hurt myself a little bit because I try to do it all yeah and um, you just can't I mean if you start yeah. building a business you've got to walk away from behind in, in my particular instance from behind the wheel sit down get Get behind the phone instead of or a desk behind the yeah. wheel, and and you have to go out and shake hands. The chamber's been, you know, good about that. Of course, I kind of got too busy to do everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, to stay connected with with the chamber and other networking things that I had gotten into. Yeah. Um, but this is a fun business, and it, it's it's challenging. You know, everything from people's winds to the weather affect us. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, right now, it, it the the effect of the COVID has really, you know, presented some challenges that yeah. uh, I don't think a lot of us were prepared for. So yeah,
0: well, and when when you and I first met, it, um, I want to say it was almost 15 years ago when I was with Inside Business, mm-hmm. and and to your credit, you um, even then were were very willing to to market yourself and and kind of put in the time and the finances to really try to grow your business and and was that something that you just you kind of had the background did you develop that I mean where was the marketing aspect of your background or or was it just something where you had to kind of learn on the fly I, I
1: definitely had to learn on the fly
0: I one thing that I don't consider myself a good salesman
1: um, when I, I was working in Nessa meat sales before I started this and Um, When I got into sales there, I never had to do cold calls because I knew all of the customers.
0: Gotcha. I had
1: delivered to them or (laughs) talked to them, so I mean, from Charlottesville all the way down to Hatteras, I kind of knew everybody, and I didn't have to really, you know, make a a salesman type of approach. But when I started this, I had to start making cold calls, and I was not good at it. It was (laughs) uh, it was a challenge. to ask for business because yeah. it, it you know I think there are born salespeople. they're good at it they know what they're doing you know they're smooth I'm not I wasn't smooth at the time I just I don't think that I, that I am yet but I did have to develop that I had to be able to walk up to people and tell them what I was doing yeah hand business cards out um, my mother was a real estate agent and she was oh, a good okay. coach so She, yeah. you know really encouraged me to you know you've got to ask for business you've got to tell people what you're doing yeah so in those regards, yes, I had to look at, you know, buying a website, you know, the people to put it together, yeah. the print stuff that had to go, trifolds, business cards, um, and, and I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And the yeah. business itself um, was tough because when I told people I, what I did, they were like, you're another limo driver and I was like well not exactly <laughs> so explaining yeah. to them the difference between what I did and of course there are a lot of business people that understood it right away and it was easy yeah. so yeah. um, I had a couple of uh, very good contacts and travel agents that helped me out um, and gave me some clients that I still have today after 15-16 years that wow. we've been in business wow. um, which in a way it's like a double-edged sword because yeah. Uh, I went from being very, very useful to them to now their kids are driving them. So, it's, uh, <laughs> but it, it's been good to grow up and, and and watch you know all these different things. And it is yeah. a very personal business. I, yeah. There's no question that I get to see people at five o'clock in the morning and at midnight or one thirty when you know at the end of a long night of, of uh, fun or yeah. uh, coming back from overseas flights when you know things are, have, haven't gone well. Yeah. So it, it's it's been pretty neat to make it this far.
0: And you know, I'm hoping that it'll continue yeah. once business comes back. Well, when you talk about the different situations and, and the different clientele, how has the the business for you in particular changed from when we first met, and and you, and you were primarily focused on on just those executives, whether it was getting them from from Virginia Beach to the airport or Virginia Beach up to to Richmond for a business meeting, and that idea that that the time in your vehicles was, for many of them, that was the time they had to actually get work done and, and be able to accomplish something instead of being stuck behind a wheel. Um, has a lot of that changed or, or is it now a, a combination of both? Because um, as I look at your fleet, I mean, you've got uh, the individual cars, but you've obviously now got um, the boss and you've got some bigger vehicles. So how have you adapted that part? Well, one of the funniest stories
1: I can tell you is that uh, I had a couple that was referred to me to pick up 4.30 in the morning and get on a plane. Uh, I pulled up to their driveway and they have two golf bags as big as Rodney Dangerfields in <laughs> a Caddyshack and I was stunned and I was yeah. like, do you want the <laughs> clubs to go to the airport first or you? I mean, it was just one of those things. So I had to make a decision. I woke up one of my chauffeurs that morning and said, hey, look, you got to get here real quick." So I that morning I made a decision I got to get into the SUV business I mean there's just no question that you have to have a vehicle like that and yeah. um, you know the evolution has stayed focused on corporate, yeah, but at the same time, a lot of those corporate people go on vacation, uh, their family wants to you know go someplace. the kids have grown up into proms, you know so I've, yeah. I've had an opportunity to see what I need to do to keep those customers I have lim- limo friends that I can call if you know somebody needs a limousine um, but you know business 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 has been what, what I've chased and yeah. something that you said uh, a lawyer had taught me a long time ago that you can change that experience in the back from an expense yeah. to billable hours gotcha. and when that light bulb went off in my head and I could tell it to somebody else it makes perfect sense yeah I had a great client who used to say hey Paul you know, if I can make two phone calls, answer two emails back and forth from the airport, I've paid for this car. Yeah. And, you know, from a business point of view, that's what I chase. I chase somebody that understands that you can't buy time. Yeah. But we have an opportunity for you to rent time, at least. You know, when you're sitting in the back seat, uh, I like to tell people it's a, a mobile office. Yeah. You know, we have Wi-Fi availability. Uh, we do take lawyers business people up to D C, Richmond, Cary, North Carolina, oh, wow. Raleigh. And a lot of people choose to work that whole time. Gotcha. You know, and it's it's very obvious that that time is well spent. And of course you spend a whole day in meetings, on the way back you can relax. You don't have to worry about you know, weaving in and out of traffic. Anybody that drives up to D C on ninety five knows it's horrendous. And yeah. you know, coming back when you can relax it's a huge thing. Yeah.
0: So you, you referenced pretty quickly um, the fact that uh, when you got in, you you felt like maybe this was a unique uh, business model and, and that there were uh, some competition at the time and, and continue to be. So what's been kind of your biggest differentiator over the years? I mean, obviously from talking to you, it sounds like you've got a lot of strong personal and professional relationships you've built over the years. and. and uh, but is there anything else you've been able to kind of adapt to to kind of Continue to grow that differentiation between the other businesses
1: well You have to be nimble these days. I mean, there, there's just no question that um, our, our friends in the uber and lyft world have changed uh, oh, yeah. People's ability to get a ride very quickly. Yeah, you know, we're built on and, my authority is based on reservations, advanced reservations. Gotcha. And you know, the laws are what they are and we have to abide by them. And I, since I got my first authority and I've been doing this, um, I pay attention to legally what I need to do. So yeah. being able to um, respond quickly to people has been a challenge. Yeah, And we, you know, I've grown, fortunately I've been able to, to get a few cars in the fleet and hire some good chauffeurs over the years uh, that understand that this isn't an ordinary job. Yeah. We we work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. The phone rings are did before the pandemic all hours. Yeah. Um, we have moved into the app world. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have it all set up the way that I want it to be set up because you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that most of my clients like to call us or send us an email, talk to us and, and still do business that way. Yeah. But however, the the whole new generation's coming up pushing buttons on their phones. <laughs> and yeah. um so we have to be ready for that. But yeah but I think to answer your question, uh, one of the bigger companies in the world worked out of the airport for quite some time and, and oh, okay. I was able to develop a relationship with them. It was kind of a, one of those things where they didn't want to use me because, you know, they, they, they wanted their business to be what it was. But they ended up having to use me because I was about the only other real black horror service in town. Gotcha. And and being in this business and and adhering to what I like to, the standards of we're in suits and ties all the time. We're, we don't, um, you know, skimp on that. Yeah. And. You know, that's I think what people want. That's what they expect in our business. It's a very, very visible um, business when we pick up people. Um, You know, over the years, I've heard people say, look, I do not want to be picked up in a limousine. A sedan is, you know, very, very comfortable and fine. Yeah. And I've I've lived by that. You know, we don't want to make a big presence. I don't have uh, hats and white gloves. We (laughs) hopefully look like our clients. Yeah. Um so that you know when we pull up it's just another car and and people are getting in of course. Yeah. You know the chauffeurs are by the door and we do all the things that we're supposed to do but um we don't want to you know kind of get into that relaxed
0: yeah taxi look uh it, it we have a business model that we want to stay with and that's yeah. what we do. That's so. great. So you talked a little bit about your your challenges um what's been on a positive note what's been like your greatest reward with this i mean it's for a lot of entrepreneurs you get into something because you have a love for something and you kind of acquire the need to be an entrepreneur because it's it's a business Mm -hmm. Um, in your case you got into something because you saw a need within the market um, and became an entrepreneur along with that Um, in doing so i mean what's been the biggest reward from from having that opportunity
1: well you know personally i I think making it this far has been a huge reward you know a lot of businesses don't make um make it as long as as i've been able to uh, make it and uh i think that you know i've had challenges there's been, you know, 2008 when business went away, oh, yeah. and I had just invested in some cars, and there was no business for a while. Wow. Making it through that, you know, being able to, you know, persuade my guys, you know, just hang in there with me. We'll get yeah. through this. Yeah. Um, I've been become very active in not only the local state associations, but national associations. So I've kind of got feedback on on where I need to be with my business. Gotcha. So, staying in business, and you know, I've got a few uh, national and local awards that you know for people like what we do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I haven't realized the financial rewards I'd like to have yet. But <laughs> you know, it, that's a tough thing, especially you know these days. But yeah, um, I do know that you know people when they look for a car, a car service in this area whether they're at the airport or they're talking to other business people I'm fortunate enough that that's one of the names that'll come up in conversations so, yeah yeah um so I think those those are are big rewards and i and I have met some great people along the lines you yeah. know getting in,
0: into further into this business yeah yeah the um so pre covid um what had if everything had been staying equal i mean what had you seen as kind of the trend with this industry kind of going forward knowing that there there has been so much change because of you said the the ubers and the and the lifts of the world but but were there any trends that you saw that maybe our business business listeners it might surprise them or, or maybe they weren't aware of and do you see any of that continuing when we hopefully get back to some sort of norm
1: well, I, I thought a lot about that word, norm. what we're going to come <laughs> back to um, business was picking up. I mean, we downtown Norfolk, we have uh, a couple of new huge companies that have moved in over the past couple of years. One, yeah. you know, uh, and because of my affiliations with bigger companies, uh, we've been able to work with those those oh, great people that have moved in. Yeah. Um, I, th- I still think that if people had a luxury that they could choose, it would be car service. Yeah. I, everybody that I talk to, I mean, it just—it's a pain to drive. Yeah. And um, I do think that you know, getting up early, getting to the airport, you know, coming in late, you're tired. Yeah. It is absolutely a, a a very nice perk to have a car and a driver waiting for you. One of yeah. my my bigger clients. Um, worried about the safety of his female employees when they travel, oh. mm. and you know that is one thing that I had tried to pursue recently was going after gotcha. the corporate female executive. Okay. Um, we we feel, uh, and I I know that we are a very very safe op- option for yeah. the the traveler, especially gotcha. you know coming to a strange airport, strange town. Yeah. Uh, we want to be that company that's reliable and always there. Gotcha. I do think that. Groups were becoming a little bit bigger. One of the reasons I bought a, a mini coach van—you know, people call it different. Yeah. Uh, our industry had moved into the bus business. It's, it's amazing to me how many people spent hundreds of thousands of dollars moving into the bus business. Oh, okay. Um, so I have seen that trend. It's not yeah. what I want to do. I, but it's there. Yeah. Um we have some local companies that I use that are great, so I'm not you know particularly going after that market. Yeah. I do think that they're going to suffer tremendously now. Yeah. Um but the safety aspect I think really started to come into light over the last couple of years with some of the incidents that happened with the Ubers and the lifts. We're a great alternative. Yeah. Um you know, unfortunately uh, they have presented to the market a very inexpensive, easy option. Yeah. We're we're not an, an inexpensive option, but I do think that, you know, we were watching business pick up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple reasons for that. We, we were getting a good reputation throughout the country with other big companies okay. that are coming here. Yeah. Um, companies have expanded, you know, shipyards been growing. Um, Medical-wise, people are doing a lot of uh, continuing medical education dinners and the guest doctors that fly in. We do a lot of that business.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: But the reliability factor, I think, has been something that has been uh, very important for us. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, the more, the longer we have stayed in business, the better, the good reputation we have. Yeah. We were getting there. Something in the water was huge for us a year ago. Oh, good. Okay. Um, some of the affiliates that we do business with before that started. We're yeah. very very connected We're fortunate to have some pretty big major talent local talent yeah. Uh, yeah That that we handle when they come to town not as our clients, but as somebody else's clients gotcha But it's still a big feather in our cap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well and with us being a transient community by nature um, you, you mentioned it earlier about the fact that if you go to some of the larger municipalities throughout the country, um, it's people are more accustomed to not driving on their own. Um, they're, they're more accustomed to taking taxis or, or having rides within the cities. With us being as transient as we are, do you see um, people come into the market that are actually surprised that we don't have more of this uh, within the Hampton Roads community? I. Perfect
1: example, uh, I had pulled into the airport one day buying a taxi cab and four business people with briefcases and were getting out of a cab and I pulled up behind them with the passengers that I had and one of them said to the other one loud enough for me to hear, why didn't we get a t- town call? You know? <laughs> and, yes, I do think that that is something that, you know, people don't even look for because they don't think it's here once yeah. they've been here once or twice. Yeah, I see. So, um, you know, how do you get the word out to those people? It, it is difficult because I think if I were to walk into somebody's office right now and tell them that I have a car service, and they wouldn't understand exactly what I do. Yeah. You know, do I fix cars or, you know, it, it's... So it's been tough to get people to really understand the right words to get them to understand what I do compared to a cab or, or, you know, we're definitely not in the big stretch limousine business and I don't don't want to be in that business. So,
0: yeah. So the with COVID being what it is now, do you see us coming out of the back end of this with People being more interested in having that secure personal space with which to travel.
1: Yes, I do think you know we we go out of our way to make sure the cars are clean. Now, with um, we have masks, our chauffeurs wear masks. The cars get sanitized with an actual fogger um, once or twice a day, depending on you know between how many times are used between passengers. Yeah. And I've heard people say, you know, you know, I don't want to get on a train. I don't want to get on a plane. Um, it's me in a car, and I know what to expect. Yeah. So I do think it's going to change. I do think it's going to be a long time before we see people uh, getting more comfortable traveling, unfortunately, yeah. for yeah. us at this point. But I, I do think that there will be a need for, you know, a more individualized, Uh, transportation for people gotcha not out of necessity
0: but out of desire yeah yeah so for for someone we we've mentioned this a couple times because in this market a lot of business professionals maybe haven't had that experience Um, so for someone who uh, hasn't had that and maybe wants to learn more about that I mean can you can you kind of walk through what that experience typically is and especially kind of how those differences are with with your vehicles and with with kind of how your uh, uh, personal experiences for a rider um, if they use your service
1: well I do think that chauffeured car is a lot different than than a taxi cab or a, a Lyft or an Uber uh, our chauffeurs are trained to be chauffeurs. I, I want them to be a much different breed than just a driver that delivers pizza. And um, you know, We want to be on time for our passengers. On time is 15 minutes early so that somebody looks out the window, they know the car's there and they don't have to worry about that aspect of it. Gotcha. Um, if they have luggage, we're there to help put the luggage into the trunk. It's not their job to put it into the trunk. Uh, because we're an advanced reservation company, our chauffeurs know where they're going, and I, to me, I think that's a huge safety thing. Yeah, we're not looking at the GPS to try and figure out where we're making our next turn. You know, we we know the night <laughs> before yeah. um, where we're going, and our eyes are on the road doing what we're supposed to do, and that's drive safely. Yeah. So you know that part of it, the safety part of it, is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a private car. You know, we're we're not in other people's business. We're trained to be quiet and you know drive and not pestering our our clients in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for a business person that's used to that level, if they come to, to come to town here, we want to make sure we're as good as the best car service in any other big cities. Yeah. People here may not expect or know. Why would people want to do that differently? Well. Yeah. It is a luxury. There's no question. We're not an everyday company. Yeah. But if you know, you want the reliability, you want the safety. That's what we've built our reputation on, and that's what I'm going to continue to build my business on. Not, you know, we're the deal of the week type of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and it's a hard sell. I mean, yeah. it, it's an expensive thing just to go to the airport, and then, and I hear people say, "Hey, I'm just going to the airport." Yeah. That's you know you have a choice you know? yeah some people just want to go to a high-end restaurant and have a nice bottle of wine and other people want to go to the drive through at you know fast food place yeah so we are in that league that you know if people don't
0: want to use us because we're too expensive it hurts me but it's reality yeah so gotcha so before we wrap up um i just want to make sure if there's anything else you wanted our listeners to know and especially the best way if they do have um, an interest in learning more or have, have a need and they may not have been aware of, of your availability, how do they reach out to you? How do they connect with you and your team?
1: Well, we answer a particular phone line, 757-567-0353, 24 hours a day. Okay. Um, it's, it, it can be challenging because I think I get more calls when I get into the shower than any <laughs> other time. But I still answer the phone. I mean, it is, it is important to me. Yeah, um, I do have a great staff uh, that works with me, and the phones are answered either by me or by staff um, all the time. Yeah, uh, it it is a business. I still think it's very personal, and I do encourage people to call us. Yeah. Our email is paul at getsetgo.us, dot us. The website is getsetgo.us. dot us. I made it simple for people to be able to remember it. Yeah. The only challenge I have with that is people always put .com and they said, I can't find you. So it's .us. .us. Yep. Get set Perfect. But okay. the best way is just call us at that telephone number. And, and it's rare that we don't answer the phone. That We usually pick up the phone. But if we don't, we'll get back to you very quickly.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and, and, Especially for, for many of the listeners and may not have already been aware of kind of what, what you do and, and what that service offers. So, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you. And the
1: Chamber's been uh, very, very good to me over the years. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, a great experience for especially people coming into business. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not the best networker or best salesperson, but it kind of gets you in front of people. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Gotcha.
0: Well, you got to be doing something right because I've, I've known you for 15 years now. So we're, we're still hanging out. So, well, thank you again. And thank you to the listeners of Take Talks Business. And we'll catch you on the next episode.